place is plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. The voice said, Cry, and he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. O Zion, that bringest good tidings, get thee up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, that bringest good tidings, lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm, and carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with young. And I'd like to speak in particular on what we see, the picture that we see in uh, verse 11, the last verse in our reading. The Lord Jesus Christ is the shepherd of his people. The Bible says this, not just in one passage, not just in this passage, most notably, of course, uh, in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let's just read two other passages. Isaiah 90, not Isaiah, Psalm 95. Psalm 95 and verses 6 and 7. Psalm 95, verses 6 and 7. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand goes on to say, Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. We are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. Uh, Ezekiel 34 and uh, verses 15 and 16. Ezekiel 34 and verses 15 and 16. I will feed my flock and I will cause them to lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away and will bind up that which was broken and will strengthen I will strengthen uh, that which was sick, but I will destroy the fat and strong. I will feed them with justice. Parenthetically, one of the things that we see in the Bible that speaks of the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ is how he claims for himself titles which are given to God specifically in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the Lord says, I am the shepherd. What does the Lord Jesus say? He says, I am the good shepherd. He says, I am the shepherd. He takes to himself titles which are given by God. Of course, there are many things that point to his deity, many passages, many considerations, this is only one of them. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. A picture 
I imagine, which is very familiar. But still, let's think about it, and I hope that the Lord uh, will use what we consider to be uh, an encouragement uh, to hearts and lives. Sometimes it's useful to approach a particular subject through examples. So let us think of a few examples in the Bible where we see shepherds, keeping in mind that if you see anything in a shepherd in some way, it might tell us about the Lord and how he is our shepherd. He shall feed his flock, excuse me, feed his flock like uh, a shepherd. The first shepherd mentioned in the Bible is uh, Abel. Cain was a tiller of the ground, what we would call a farmer. Abel was a keeper of sheep. Abel was a shepherd. Now, how much do we know in the way of detail regarding Abel and his life? The answer is not much. Not much. But we know that Abel offered a particular kind of sacrifice. Cain brought the fruits of the field. Abel brought the choice of his flock. Abel offered a sacrifice of life, you might say. And sometimes you might call it a sacrifice of blood. He laid a lamb upon the altar and offered it as a sacrifice. And the Bible says that God accepted the offering of uh, Abel. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 4, the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. And to his offering. <laughs> because it was according to God's plan and actually according to what the Lord himself had already shown them, because I believe when it says that the Lord God fashioned skins for Adam and Eve, I think it is a reasonable conclusion, and many people uh, hold to this idea, that the Lord fashioned skins for them by offering a sacrifice. And so Abel offered a sacrifice in accordance with the Lord's will, in accordance with the Lord's uh, uh, plan. Uh, the thief comes to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. We're thinking of Abel and, of course, of his brother Cain and of that time uh, when the human race and our human history was very young. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It sounds like a description of Cain. Uh, it sounds like a description of Cain. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd does what? The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. 
uh, for the sheep. Other things we can think of uh, in terms of Abel that point to the person of Christ. Uh, Abel is called Abel the Righteous. Habil uh, al-Bar. Abel was uh, hated by his brother uh, Cain when he had done Cain uh, no wrong. Hated without uh, a cause. Uh, Cain rose up against Abel and slew him. And then the Lord said, The voice of your brother's blood cries unto me from the ground. And the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ cries as well. Although the Bible says in the book of Hebrews it cries, uh, it speaks better things than that of, uh, of Abel. The blood of Abel called out for judgment upon wickedness, upon the sin of Cain. The blood of the Lord Jesus cries out for mercy, for grace, for forgiveness of sin, for peace between uh, God and uh, man. Abel is the very first shepherd mentioned in the Bible. And he is the only shepherd, to the best of my knowledge, whose death is uh, mentioned, at least in that particular way. Of course, others uh, uh, died uh, uh, as well. But the death of uh, Abel is a large part of uh, his story. In some sense, from the very beginning, the Lord was telling us, perhaps, that there would be a shepherd who would die. That there would be uh, a shepherd uh, who would offer uh, a sacrifice. That there would be a shepherd whose sacrifice would be accepted, uh, would be uh, accepted. Another shepherd mentioned in the Bible is uh, Jacob. Jacob, we see in him someone who, as a shepherd, worked hard. Uh, he, uh, he put in considerable uh, effort. Look at the statement that he makes in Genesis 31. Genesis 31. And beginning with verse 38. Genesis 31 and beginning with verse uh, 38. These twenty years have I been with thee. Thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young. The rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of beasts I brought not unto thee. I bore the loss of it. Of my hand did you require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was in the day the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from mine eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in your house. I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your cattle, and you have changed my wages ten times. Diligence, uh, effort, toil, hard work. Jacob seemed to be, in some sense, a hard-working uh, shepherd, concerned about the sheep, not wanting to lose a single uh, one, uh, not wanting to lose a single one. And the Lord Jesus, our great shepherd, how many things did he do for us, 
And how does he keep his uh, children? The ones you gave me I have kept. None of them is lost, except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be uh, full, uh, fulfilled. Uh, and eventually, what did uh, Jacob uh, do? He left that place, which was to him a strange place, and he took his sheep with him back to his home, back to his place in uh, the land of uh, promise. Uh, and we could say that the Lord Jesus as well calls us to leave who we are and where we are and what we are and to go with him. To go with him, to follow his lead uh, in this world and in that which is uh, yet uh, to come. Abel was a shepherd, Jacob was a shepherd, and Joseph was a shepherd. Joseph was uh, a shepherd. Genesis 37 and verse 2 tells us uh, that Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. Joseph, we could speak of many different things about him uh, that remind us of the Lord Jesus, that point to the Lord Jesus, the object of his father's special love. A righteous person, hated by his brothers. They sought to kill him. They sold him for silver. He ended up in a dungeon in Egypt. And then the Lord lifted him up in a special way to uh, the throne. Pharaoh told him, or said of him at first, and in his presence, is there any other man like this? A man in whom the Spirit of God is. And you are going to be in the throne uh, with me. Uh, without you, Will no man lift up his hand or his foot in all the land of Egypt? What did the Lord Jesus say? All power is given unto me in heaven and in uh, earth. Uh, and uh, in, uh, uh, in earth. Uh, uh, later on, uh, when Jacob was blessing uh, Joseph, and his other sons in Genesis 49, uh, he makes mention of strength which God gave to Joseph, and he mentions the shepherd as well. This is Genesis 49 and verse 24. His bow abode in strength. The arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of uh, uh, Israel. After Jacob died, Joseph's brothers were afraid, afraid that now Joseph would have his revenge. Now Joseph would act against them, Jacob being uh, absent. Uh, Jacob being uh, absent. Uh, you thought evil uh, against me. God meant it unto good. Now fear not, because I will nourish you, and your little ones, 
he comforted, uh, comforted them, he spake kindly unto them. I will nourish you. The Lord Jesus is the shepherd of his people, not just in the time of his incarnation, but when he is on the throne, he continues to nourish, to guide, to fill, uh, to protect. Abel, Jacob, Joseph, and Moses was a shepherd. Uh, he was a shepherd not in Egypt, not in the world. <laughs> he was a shepherd in another place, in the wilderness, far away from uh, other uh, flocks. Uh, and when he became the leader of the people, it was not the business of Moses to keep the people in Egypt under bondage, but rather to lead them out. Uh, to lead them out. He could have become himself a ruler uh, in Egypt. Uh, uh, in Egypt. Uh, but the Bible tells us that he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Uh, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, as seeing him who is uh, invisible. As seeing him who is invisible. You know the Lord Jesus could have had rule and reign here in this world. The devil, remember, took him to an exceeding high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world, and told him, all of these I'll give you if you will fall down and worship me. But the Lord Jesus did not want to be king in this world in that way, but rather wanted to lead his sheep out of this sinful world into uh, a new situation, into uh, a new uh, situation. The Bible tells us that we should not be entangled in this world because we are supposed to worship our God and Him uh, only. What did Moses say to Pharaoh? He said, let my people go that they might do what? that they might wander around in the wilderness. Let my people go that they might serve me. That they might uh, worship uh, me. And when the people followed Moses into the wilderness, not a good place to be, not a good place for an individual, not a good place for a large number of people. Even worse, more people, more difficulty in securing what is needed but they were provided for. They were provided uh, uh, for. And if we follow the Lord Jesus, even in a wilderness, there will be uh, provision. There will be provision. Of course, the people were not perfect, and at various points the Lord dealt with them in chastisement. And such situations do not they happen, don't they happen, for you, for me? Because in many ways, we don't follow the Lord as faithfully as we should. And then there is chastisement as well. Let me mention one other shepherd, and that is David. And that is uh, uh, David. If you think of David as a young man 
he faced difficulties. He faced difficulties. We could think of several things, but let me just mention the lion and the bear. As a young man, facing a lion, facing a, a, a bear, delivering his sheep from their clutches, and that prepared him for facing the giant Goliath. Many people saw Goliath, and they heard his challenge. None stood forward, none stepped up, except for David, except for uh, David. Time came when he was lifted up to the throne, when he became uh, the ruler of a kingdom, and that kingdom grew, uh, and it became rich and uh, wide. Uh, we see the prosperity of uh, the kingdom in the time when uh, the building of the temple drew nigh. Of course, David himself did not build the temple, but he gathered the material, and that material, and the gold, and the silver, and the things that were there, and later on we think of these things in terms of the prosperity of the reign uh, of uh, Solomon. The Lord Jesus faced the bear, and the lion, and the giant, and he had his time as a fugitive in the wilderness, the enmity of, of a man, and eventually, uh, he was raised to the throne. And the Bible says, of his, the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end. He shall lead his flock like a shepherd. Like Abel did, the righteous one who offered uh, a sacrifice. Like jo Jacob did, the one who toiled, the one who uh, worked. Uh, like Joseph uh, uh, did, Moses and David uh, as, uh, uh, as well. Now in the New Testament, I want to just think of three simple words, and these are found in three different passages which mention the Lord as shepherd. First of all, John chapter 10 and verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd the good shepherd we look at people and if we think like the world then we will be impressed by what by things like let's say their power their uh, influence uh, we might be impressed if we think like the world uh, by their riches uh, by their wealth uh, we might be impressed by uh, their popularity, uh, their energy, uh, their intelligence, their uh, ability. How many times do you run into someone in this world who impresses you with his goodness? Who impresses you uh, with uh, his uh, goodness? The Bible says that when he saw the multitudes... He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. The Bible tells us in John chapter 13 that he rose from the supper. 
he laid aside his garments, he took a towel, he girded himself, he poured water into a basin, and he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. The good uh, shepherd. Uh, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Go and tell the disciples and Peter. Thomas, come here and put your finger. Come here and thrust your hand into my side. Uh, into uh, my side. The Bible says that most men will proclaim their goodness. But a faithful man who can find. Uh, uh, who can uh, find. Uh, these days you speak to people about the situation in the country and they say, politicians, crooks, thieves, they're all corrupt. <laughs> and then you hear people say, well, maybe there'll be a new government <laughs> and new people who aren't politicians. And then someone else says, well, those new people who come in, how do we know that they aren't crooks, <laughs> that they aren't thieves, that they're not corrupt? Uh, and then you ask the person who's speaking in that way. You tell him, but you've voted several times in previous elections. And you have voted these people into office. So if you wanted to be honest with yourself, you are corrupt. <laughs> you are crooked. You are in some way a thief or accomplice. There is none good, no, not one. Uh, 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 no, not one. Uh, I, was, I, I told one or two people that if you're if you want to be so absolute, what are you waiting for? The angel Gabriel to descend from heaven and rule this country? He won't come. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, he can come, and certainly he can rule this country. It's a matter of will. It's a matter of God's purpose, whether that is part of his plan. Most men will proclaim their goodness. A faithful man who can find. Sometimes... You see certain situations, situations that turn out to be very difficult as you watch them unfold, where let's say, let's say, you know some children, and they have bad parents. They have bad parents. Now, the word bad can be used in different ways. We're all bad in certain ways. But sometimes they have very bad parents. And you say to yourself, it's really terrible. Because somehow or the other, these children should not have to deal with the difficulties that come their way. But on the other hand, can you take children away from parents? And that is not an easy thing to do. And somehow can create its own problems. So, what's to be done? 
Well, fortunately, such situations do not arise with the Lord Jesus. He is the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. This happens in some, in some countries. There are some people who become rulers of countries. And it's almost like they are actively trying to destroy the country. To exploit it in every way possible. To impoverish people. To make people, as much as possible, weak. So that they themselves can impose their will. It's almost like they are there to hold the people hostage. As opposed to serving the people, serving their welfare, making things better. And so, you stand from afar, or maybe you're living in a country like that, <laughs> at a certain point, and you say to yourself, Poor people, poor country, what's to be done? It's not easy to, to, to come up with a, a, a plan to make things better. But with the Lord Jesus, it doesn't happen. It does not uh, happen. For the Lord is good, the Bible says. For the Lord is uh, good. His mercy endures forever, and his truth from generation to generation. I am the good shepherd. Hebrews 13 and verse 20, another place where the Bible speaks of the Lord Jesus. And here another adjective is used, the great shepherd. The great shepherd. Hebrews 13, 20, now the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect uh, in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The great shepherd. Mentioned here in particular in connection with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep. The Lord Jesus is the good shepherd when he dies. He lays down his life for his sheep. The great shepherd uh, when he rises. Perhaps if we had been there during the time of the Lord Jesus, like others, <laughs> like others, I, to be fair, all right? It's always easy to say, oh, I would have known, oh, I would have understood. Like others, they did not understand his greatness. They did not understand his greatness. What did uh, uh, Gabriel say? Uh, 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 he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. But people did not understand. Now, of course, he was a great teacher. But there had been teachers before him. He did great miracles. But there had been miracle workers before him. When did it really become apparent? When did it make its way through our thick skulls that he was indeed the greatest of all when he rose from the dead? When he rose from the dead. Should have been understood before that. But at that point, 
it became very, uh, very uh, evident. Fear not, I am he that lives, Revelation chapter 1, and was dead, and now I am alive forevermore. Uh, forevermore. The great shepherd who leads his church and his children to great things. These who have turned the world upside down have come here as well. He will make you perfect in every uh, good work, it says, to do his will. To do uh, his will. There are here and there, among men, some people who are called great. Alexander the Great. Others who have been called uh, great. Uh, but Alexander, who was great, died when he was 33. And the story is told, I'm not sure whether it's true or not, but I've heard it, of what? Of uh, the fact that he told people on his deathbed that when you put me in a coffin, make a hole in the coffin and let my hand stick out. Because I want people to know that the man who ruled the whole world left it with nothing in his hand. When the Lord left this world, he did not leave it empty-handed. The Bible says, that he has brought many sons to glory. The Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, also the chief shepherd, this is First Peter chapter 5 and verse 4, the chief, when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. Interesting to think, that each one of these adjectives is connected with one special occurrence uh, related to the Lord Jesus, the good shepherd in his death, the great shepherd in his resurrection, and the chief shepherd in his return at his second coming. When the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away that fades uh, not away. Uh, when he comes, will he come alone? No. He will come with his children. And many of his children, by his calling, by his choosing, by his power, have served themselves as shepherds under his authority, under his uh, guidance. And even without having a particular position, how many of God's children have been shepherds? Which one of you does not leave the 99 and go to the wilderness to find the sheep that was lost? And so when we seek the souls of men, we are shepherds. And when we care for fellow believers... When we encourage and lift up and strengthen others, then we are shepherds as well. 
And this is not to the discredit of Christ, but rather to his credit. Actually, immensely to his credit. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. It is a manifestation of his glory and his power that he works in the lives of his children and that they are changed into his image and that they serve that they serve others even as he desires. When the chief shepherd shall appear, there have been and there will be as long as the Lord tarries, there have been and there will be many shepherds. But among them, he is chief. And the Bible says that in all things, he must have the preeminence. In all things, he will be glorified and those who have served him faithfully will be glorified as well, and that's what the verse says, it says, ye shall receive the crown of glory which fades not uh, away. We started but did not focus that much on Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 11. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. What will the Lord Jesus do? He will feed his sheep. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. No good thing will he withhold from them uh, that love him, uh, the Bible uh, says. He will gather the lambs, with his arm, the Lord Jesus knows when we need particular care. And at such times, he wants to draw us closer to himself because that's what we really need. Because that's the answer. Oh, what I really want is the thorn in the flesh to be taken away. I want the problem to go away. I want it to disappear. I want it to uh, disappear. Let's call some magician. You know how magicians make things disappear. Uh, 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 disappear. Uh, uh, I once went to uh, uh, a Broadway show, a musical, a nice, uh, nice musical. And one of the things that kind of it caught me by surprise, I wasn't expecting it, uh, at the very end, at the very end, the title uh, character, uh, who's in a bit of a jab at that point, is in a lot of trouble. All right, what happens is he sits down on a chair and he kind of covers himself uh, with, uh, with a sheet. And there, there's lots of things going on on stage, and this is part of how they do these things. They distract you. But, you know, you're looking there, looking there, and then someone ca comes and he pulls the sheet. It's this big chair that has a high back. Uh, someone comes and pulls the sheet and the man is gone. <laughs> and that's what we want. What we want is we want our problems to do what? 
We want them to go away. Thorn in the flesh, go away. Uh, <laughs> come, magician, uh, say your few words. But what we really need is my grace is sufficient for you. That's the real solution. That's the real uh, solution. That's the way the Lord works, is that we don't get what we want. We get something better. We get what we need. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd, and he will gather the lambs with his arm. He will, gather, he will carry them in his bosom, close to his heart. He wants to lead us, not with harshness, but with gentleness. He will gently lead those who are with young. This is what the Lord wants to do. This is what the Lord uh, wants to do. When he comes, what does the Bible say? All nations will stand before him, and they will be what? They will be separated one from another, and there will be the sheep and the goats. Remember how it says in Second Timothy chapter 2, if I remember correctly, the Lord knows them that are his. The Lord knows them uh, that, are, uh, that are his. If Jacob said... Oh, in the drought, oh, in the cold, oh, whatever the situation. I bore it so that the sheep would be safe, so that the sheep would be comfortable, so that the sheep will be uh, preserved. How much more does the Lord Jesus say with regard to his children? And in that day he will say, come, blessed of my father. Come, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And what else did he say? Remember to the disciples, fear not, little flock, because it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Son of Man came to do what? To seek and to save that which was lost. To find that lost sheep, in that case, Zacchaeus, Luke chapter 19, he will find his sheep, and he will lead his sheep, and he will keep his sheep, and he will feed his flock like a shepherd, carry, gather the lambs with his arm, carry them in his bosom, and he will gently lead those who are with young. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, the Great Shepherd, the Chief Shepherd. We thank you for those who of old, in various ways, told us of that shepherd who at that time was yet to come. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to follow, to follow the one who guides us with such love and tenderness, 
to follow the one whose arm is mighty to protect and provide. To follow the one whose thoughts towards us are thoughts of wisdom and thoughts of peace. We pray that you would help us to follow him wherever he goes. Lead us, Lord, and guide us. Help us to be faithful, to be obedient. Help us to follow in his footsteps. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.